Good morning, everyone. I hope this uh, this will come to you loud and clear as I'm working without a headset or microphone today. We're uh, kind of on, uh, I'm on location. Um, I know I haven't podcasted in about a week now uh, since Royal Rumble, as a matter of fact, but uh, I want to just kind of apologize to everyone for that as, you know, the week before that, I didn't really get to do anything because family was down visiting and, you know, of course, classes. Classes really dictate uh, my life these days. And I will come to you with podcasts as I can. Um, I didn't watch Monday Night Raw at all, but I'll give you the rundown of the results. We uh, we see the open where, you know, of course, Edge comes out. He talks with Drew and, and them. Apparently, Sheamus would then turn heel by brogue kicking Drew McIntyre saying that he wants the belt. We have our United States Championship match, which is Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle would defeat Bobby Lashley via disqualification. Bobby retains the United States Championship due to champion's advantage. He would then apply the hurt lock after the match several times, tossing Riddle around like a rag doll before leaving. They get a recap of last night's uh, kickoff show, pre-show, where Shayna and Nia would pick up the women's tag team championships. And that there will be a, um, a triple threat match to determine the new number one contender for the aforementioned titles between Charlotte, Oscar, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, Lana, and Naomi. Bad Bunny would make his way to the arena as they go to commercial break. They come back, Riddle being checked on by medical personnel where he repeatedly asks what happened. I guess playing off the fact that maybe he had a uh, kind of a concussion thing going on there. They get a promo from Randy Orton again. They get a backstage segment with Xavier Woods, talks with Kofi ahead of Xavier's match against Ali. Xavier goes goes to the ring with Kofi. Mustafa Ali, of course, for retribution. Xavier Woods defeats Mustafa Ali via pinfall. They get a recap of what Sheamus did. We go to the ring for tonight's edition of Miz TV with his special guest, Bad Bunny, before we get a recap of the Miz. And... Um, you know, a recap of The Miz tearing up the turntables and things from Royal Rumble. My bad. And then Bad Bunny brings out Damian Priest as his friend or guest. So uh, Damian Priest versus The Miz. Damian Priest would defeat The Miz via pinfall. Kind of looks like we may get Damian Priest and Bad Bunny taking on The Miz and Morrison at um, WrestleMania if they keep going the way they're going with that angle. Winner of that match again, Damian Priest. Uh, they get a recap of last week's show where Randy Orton cost Alexa Blister shot at Oscar's Raw Women's Championship ahead of Alexa's match against Nikki Cross later tonight as we go forward again. Royal Tag Team Championships to Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander take on Lucha House Party. The Hurt Business retain the Raw Tag Team titles by defeating Lucha House Party via pinball. WWE Women's Tag Team Championship number one contender triple threat match. Pretty interesting situation, of course. Lacey Evans and Ric Flair come out on the stage, and Charlotte goes up the ramp. Naomi then pins Oscar at the rear view for the win. Naomi and Lana defeat the other teams to become the number one contenders. That's pretty neat that Naomi made her return at Royal Rumble, and now they've got her and Lana together as a team. And uh, I've heard comments from Corey Graves and a few others, as a matter of fact, and I'm quoting Corey Graves definitely because he said it. I mean, and I agree. They need to have more legitimate tag teams in the women's division instead of just kind of putting Shayna and Nia together and letting them grow into that or grabbing these different people and throwing them together and, and hoping for something. They, they could do something with that women's tag team division if they would really develop the teams. 
Uh, we get another tag match, Jeff Hardy and Carlito. Uh, shout out to Carlito, who made his return in the Royal Rumble. It was very impressive there, and a very impressive return to Raw as he and Jeff Hardy take on Elias and Jackson Riker. And Jeff Hardy and Carlito defeat Elias and Jackson Riker. Then we get a video package about the feud between Randy and Edge ahead of their match later tonight. Then we go to the ring for Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss would defeat Nikki Cross via pinfall. After the match, Randy comes out to the ring and walks past Alexa without even acknowledging that she's there as they go to commercial break. That leads me to wonder what they're doing with The Fiend. Are they moving away from The Fiend and Randy Orton angle? Are they going to go more with Edge and, and Orton for now? What, what's the deal there? Uh, the Fiend was supposed to be back for Rumble, but they didn't bring him back. You know, what's going on? Are they going to bring him back? Because Edge has got a WrestleMania title shot. So Edge, I don't see Edge and Orton taking each other on at Mania. I don't see them wasting time with that shit again unless Orton wins a belt between now and then. Anyway, Orton versus Edge. Fairly decent match. Edge defeats Randy Orton via pinfall. Um, and now, like I'm saying here, I don't know for sure exactly what they're doing with that. But, uh, you know, they did they did what they did. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of run down everything that happened this week in the wrestling world that I can cover as quickly as possible. We see Impact on Tuesday night here. Uh, Tasha Steels versus Havoc. Havoc defeats Tasha via pinfall from Impact. Madman Fulton with Ace Austin versus Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander defeats Madman Fulton. Via pinfall, Crazy Steve versus Larry D. Larry D defeats Crazy Steve. Susan versus Jordan Gracie, who had Jazz in her corner. Jordan Gracie defeats Susan via pinfall. Rahi Rajah versus TJP. Rahi Rajah defeats TJP via pinfall. I'm not going over everything they do. I'm just kind of going over some of the matches because I don't really see where they did anything with AEW this week. Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer versus Moose and Chris Bay. Moose and Chris Bay would defeat Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer via pinfall. Uh, just kind of reading over the notes here. I don't see anything. Oh, yep, backstage, Matt Hardy is with Private Party of head of their AEW World Tag Team Championship Member Contender Battle Royal match tomorrow night on Dynamite. So it looks like they've taped quite a bit of impact in advance. But those were the results for Impact and Raw and so much to talk about is Edge, you know, being the, the Royal Rumble winner. And as I move on here, I will get to AEW and NXT because NXT didn't do very well on the ratings, even with Edge going to NXT and T's and facing Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble or at the WrestleMania after winning the Royal Rumble. That's what I meant to say. Why would you... I, I guess they're trying to legitify NXT. I don't know. We get to AEW Dynamite, which I did watch. Um, not all of it in you know complete capacity, just some of it as we went along. But, man, what a night. They kicked things off with the tag team battle royal. Not even sure uh, who all was in it. I'm not going to lie to you, but I know Chris Jericho and MJF of the Inner Circle would win that match. Then up next, you get Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. And it was a hell of a match. Great match. Really good. Uh, I was really impressed with Britt Baker. She's fairly developing as a talent. She did good, but, uh, you know, she had to cheat to pick up the victory. Dr. Britt Baker would beat Thunder Rosa in that contest. Uh, 
<laughs> Next, we get tag team action as Adam Hangman Page and Matt Hardy versus Chaos Project. Hangman and Matt Hardy, or Big Money Matt, would pick up that victory, of course. Pretty impressive match. They did good as a team. Then we get the wedding of Kip Saban and Penelope Ford. And man, I was in shock. When they come up and, and they say something about the minister and the sinister minister, and I'm like, that doesn't look like him. And then they zoom the camera in. It's, it's James Mitchell. It's the sinister minister, James Mitchell, who is officiating this wedding. Note that Miro did wear the same wedding suit that he wore to one of his weddings or segments that they did for him in WWE. It was funny. Um, but that was... Uh, an interesting ordeal. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was a very interesting ordeal. But Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy turn it around on them. They they shackle Miro to the corner. Excuse me. They shackle Miro to the corner. Orange Cassidy comes out of the cake after Penelope Ford face dives in the cake. It was funny. Uh, and when uh, every time Miro would say, what is love? And the fans started singing their rendition of what is love, baby, don't hurt me. I died laughing. I love it. I thought of Night of the Roxbury. If anybody's never seen that movie, look it up. Night of the Roxbury. It's a damn good movie. When they come back from commercial break, cuts to Skillanel, who's cutting a promo and says he will challenge Cody Rhodes. They announced that Shaq and Jade Carter against Cody and Red Velvet on the March 3rd episode of Dynamite. Uh, now, Shaquille O'Neal cannot be at the pay-per-view. They were going to have it at Revolution. But Shaq can't be at the pay-per-view because they have apparently the NBA All-Star game that conflicts with that. So, not going to happen. Lumberjack match between Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. Watch this. Enjoyed it. Fairly decent match. Uh, love how the, the Hills attack Archer. You know, it's, it is what it is. Lance Archer would pick up that victory. Oh. <sighs> Then they go to the promo where FTR and Tully, they were pissed off because they weren't allowed in the tag team battle royal because of what they did last week. You know, it's in my opinion. They hit, they showed them having Marco stunt tied up and in a chair, you know, beat his ass, send him out, whatever. Do what you got to do. Y'all should have been in the tag team battle royal. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get it. They're trying to give somebody else a turn, but, oh, man. Uh, we come back from commercial. We get a Joey Janela promo. He's getting a shot at the TNT Championship this week on Dynamite. Then the main event features John Moxley, Pac, the bastard Pac, and Ray Phoenix versus the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Hell of a main event. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers would pick up the victory, but what happens after the match is what makes history. And a lot of people may say that I'm crazy for saying it makes history, but what you don't realize is now AEW not only has a working deal with NWA Impact, but New Japan Pro Wrestling. What is the plan? After the match, Gallows and Anderson are beating down Phoenix and Pac. Moxley goes in after them, but he is taken out. Archer comes out to make the save, but he gets taken out. Moxley has Omega by himself in the ring. Suddenly, a man in a mask appears. He takes out Moxley with a clothesline and removes his mask. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling's Kenta Ibushi. He hits Moxley with the GTS, wearing his go-to-sleep club shirt. And Omega watches on and is smiling as Kenta leaves the ring. That's the end of the show, man. 
as Kenta comes in, hits the GTS. Kenta is the one that has uh, been available or uh, trying to challenge Moxley for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And, you know, it is what it is. It's not been happening because they can't get Moxley in Japan, I guess, with COVID protocol and things like that. Now, keep in mind, NXT is also on the same night as AEW Dynamite, and I did not watch NXT. Um, I just thought I'd take a few minutes to relax, podcast a minute, and apologize to you guys for not getting all this great content out to you during the week. But um, I got up early this morning. I've been up. I've been up since 4, like 4.30 this morning. I had an exam that opened up at 3 a.m., so I have been up since like 4, took the exam, had to make the drive into campus, and I am fairly exhausted. I still have a long day. I have another quiz, and I have math homework, and then I have a quiz on Wednesday, and it's just one thing after another. But uh, uh, this is what I try to do to relax. Also, if you have not gone over to YouTube and searched Wrestling with the Locals on YouTube, you'll see a picture of myself and Titanic sitting next to each other, smiling like Cheshire Cats at a baseball game. That's when that picture was taken. But if you will go over and you will subscribe and like and follow us on YouTube at Wrestling with the Locals, me and my buddy Jerry just put up our first spicy food challenge. It was the Carolina Reaper spicy beef jerky uh and it creeped up on you a little bit but uh we did uh i think the video may have been about 20 minutes but we the challenge was only supposed to last like 10 um we both took quite a big chunk of beef jerky put it in our mouths and it wasn't near as bad as we thought it would be i guess after talking to titanic and hearing him and buster and sam do it i should have known but um we wanted to give it a fair shot uh we were going to crown the you know the challenge champion and we drawled on it. Uh, nobody managed to win because it wasn't that hot. I mean, I could have ate the whole bag, just not in one setting. But uh, we do have more to come as uh, spicy nuts is a thing. And so we're probably going to look into getting some spicy nuts. We know the Toe of Satan, the one chip pocky chip challenge is going to be done as well. Uh, hopefully we can get Titanic down here and I can tear him apart doing some of these challenges with us. I don't know. On to NXT, we open tonight's show with a recap of last week and the announcement of Edge coming to the CWC, as well as a Cruiserweight Championship match. Backstage, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez talk to the camera before coming out to the stage for their Women's Dusty Cup match. Women's Dusty Cup semifinal match, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Caden Carter and Casey Cantorzor. Dakota Kai and Raquel would pick up the victory to move on in their semifinal match. Backstage, Tony Storm is interviewed about her challenging Eero Shia for NXT Women's Championship and a triple threat with Eero and Mercedes Martinez and herself. Uh, if anybody else hasn't noticed, Mercedes Martinez was originally in Retribution, but she left Retribution. I guess that uh, NXT was a better fit for her. I don't know. Backstage, the, backstage, the ways Gargano and Theory make their way from the back. I don't know. Something about Gargano and them. Edge speaks with NXT General Manager William Regal. Men's Dusty Cup semifinal Austin Theory with Johnny Gargano versus Leon Ruff. I thought the Dusty Cup was a tag match. Huh. Interesting. Austin would hit Leo 
with the ATL for the pin and the win. It's Austin Theory defeats Leo Ruff. Dusty Classic Cup quarter quarterfinal here. Oh, okay, it is a tag match. That's a semifinal. That's weird. Anyway, after the match, let me let me recheck this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's the men's Dusty Cup and the Dusty Classic Cup. That's weird. Okay. Anyway, after the match, Austin attacks Leon and grabs the ring bell. Then we get a video package also, the mysterious woman on the throne in control of whoever. Interesting situation there. Dusty Classic Cup quarterfinal match. Lucha House Party versus Lig Ligardo Defensism. What the hell that shit is? The winners, of course, would be the Leonardo de Ventensum. They defeat Lucha House Party to advance in the tournament. Uh, MSK is what they're calling themselves. Now, after the match, MSK came out standing with the trophy while mocking the other team. The Kings of NXT arrive at the arena as we go to commercial. Uh, backstage, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa are getting ready for their Dusty Cup match for uh, in tonight's main event. Kings of NXT make their way to the ring, and Pete gets on the mic and demands Finn Balor come out to the ring. And this is when Edge would come out. The two are interrupted by the winner of this year's Royal Rumble, Edge, who says that winning the Rumble means that he can challenge any champion in the company. Edge talks about how he's going to be watching Finn and Pete and their match at TakeOver for the for this. hasn't He hasn't decided who he's challenging at WrestleMania by then. Then we get uh, Gargano in the back again. Bunch of backstage segments. WWE is really bad about that. Jesse Camera versus Tony Storm. Jesse Camara or Camman defeats Tony Storm via disqualification. Um, EO then comes out and takes out Tony and Mercedes then and Mercedes with a moonsault before holding title high in the center of the ring. We get a promo from Kurt Stallion ahead of his cruiserweight championship up next. He actually, he was the challenger. NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Santos Escobar versus Leo Defentas versus... So whoever this, this Santos Escobar is is with this group versus Kurt Stallion. Santos Escobar retains his X NXT, sorry, X Division. I ain't heard that in forever. Retains his NXT Cruiserweight Championship by defeating Kurt Stallion. Then the men's Dusty Cup semifinal, Undisputed Era versus Timmy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Maso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher would defeat Undisputed Era to move on in that tournament. And uh, let me check that. Like I said, guys, I do apologize for not getting this stuff out to you guys as quickly as possible because of classes, but um, college does come first at this point. So, anyway, we move on to Friday Night SmackDown. I know there's a shit ton of other results like NXT UK, Ring of Honor, but hey, I'm not worried about all that. Um, Sorry, my wife was injured at the gym today. Not good. Anyway, guys, like I said, sorry that I don't get everything out to y'all in a timely manner. You know, exams and papers and things kind of weigh down. 
They open up tonight's show with the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, accompanied to the ring by Paul Heyman and Jay Uso. Uh, Kevin Owens then turning his attention to Edge, blah, 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 blah. Edge would come out, I guess. Yep. Roman then demands that Edge give him his decision by the end of the night before leaving. We get a graphic of a triple threat intercontinental championship match between Sammy, Big E, and Apollo Crews. Um, Uh, some of these notes. I didn't take these notes, so don't freak out. Uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. Dominic Mysterio defeats Baron Corbin. I'm not going to bitch and rant today, guys. I really ain't. I promise. Daniel Bryant versus Cesaro. Cesaro defeats Daniel Bryant. Sounds like Cesaro's finally getting that push. Uh, it has been told that Cesaro did recently sign an extended contract with WWE. Uh, so it looks like they will be giving him a push now. He did defeat Daniel Bryant via submission. Bailey versus a Ruby Riot. Bailey defeats Ruby Riot via pinfall. We see Edge, who has made his way into the arena before we go to the ring as Bianca gets in the ring to make her decision. Uh, Reginald makes his way out to the ring and tells Bianca that she can defeat Oscar, but she has no chance defeating Sasha Banks before Carmella comes out to the ring. Carmella says that she's beaten Sasha twice and that she's that she knows that she could do the same thing to her before Sasha comes out. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but she's not the best. Sasha says that Bianca has everything but the SmackDown Women's Championship before Reginald says that Bianca got lucky and she will lose to Sasha before whipping Reginald out of the ring with her hair. Wow. We get a graphic for the main event, a special video relieving Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant for 33 years ago today. Backstage in the locker room, Paul informs Roman the Edge has come into the arena. As we go to commercial, we come back from the break with an interview from Sami Zayn. Oh, my Lord. Otis and Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler and um, Robert Roode. Dolph and Robert defeat Chad Gable and Otis. That's a weird freaking pairing. We get this week in WWE history featuring, in, featuring an extended video package of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Edge is backstage talking to Sinsuke Nakamura off mic. WWE Intercontinental Championship th triple threat match. Big E retains, of course. Big E's bitten, getting somewhat of a decent push. And um, I think he deserves it. And um, I really think that he's going to move away from the New Day stuff eventually. I know that they were a very lucrative team at one point in time, but um, we get a video package of the career for the career of Seth Rollins after his return at the Royal Rumble this past Sunday night before we're told that he's coming back to SmackDown next week. So he made his return to Rumble, but he will not be back until Smack, uh, to SmackDown until next week. Edge then makes his way out to the ring, talks about how he's always had the dream of winning the Royal Rumble, main eventing WrestleMania, and getting back something he never lost. Edge talks about how he won the Royal Rumble after entering number one before questioning who he should challenge. Listing off Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Roman Reigns, respectively. Edge is interrupted by Roman. Paul and Jay before Edge mocks Roman for bringing back up when he came alone before Roman gives Edge his word that Paul will attack him. Edge says that he's already in Roman's head before Roman has Paul and Jay leave and demands that Edge acknowledge him as the champion he wants to face. 
Kevin Owens then shows up out of nowhere and hits Roman with a stunner before leaving as Edge smiles down at Roman on the mat and leaves as we go off the air. Um, you know, I have reason to believe that Edge does plan to challenge Roman and that it will be spear versus spear at WrestleMania for the championship. But no guarantees, no spoilers, no alerts, no updates today on things like that. Just kind of giving you guys <laughs> a little review over over everything that happened this week, you know, with Bianca supposedly winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, as you've seen the, the picture on our Facebook page, if you follow our Facebook page, if you've seen the picture Titanic shared, her feet touched the ground first. So she was technically legitimately eliminated. But, you know, it is WWE. They do whatever the hell they want. Um, also, and, and I know I'm winding down here. I'm not going to go too super long. But yesterday was the Super Bowl, guys. No, I was not happy about the teams that were in it. Granted, I'm not against the Chiefs. But, man, uh, I was so disappointed in the Chiefs yesterday. I was expecting them to... I was, I was really expecting them to stomp Tom Brady's butt. I really was. Um, not the most impressive Chiefs game I've ever watched, but, you know, I guess we all have off days. And, and I can't even say that we have off days. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had his mind on his, his soon-to-be wife and their child that, that is being born. And that may have played a very big role in a lot of the – you know, a lot of yesterday as well as they just didn't play very well. And, of course, the referees were in Tom Brady's pocket. I've seen a few of those calls. But I won't go there. Congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on picking up the Super Bowl victory. Shout out to Eric Church. Jeez. You know, the love Eric Church. I felt like the national anthem could have been a little, little better, but it wasn't really his fault. I heard that they had a they had to pan the camera away from something that was going on. I think they had a streaker. I believe they had a streaker during the national anthem or something. I don't know, but they went straight to a, a shot of Patrick Mahomes close up on him and things like that. But you know, every every artist rewrites the anthem a little bit. They didn't change the words. They just kind of rewrite the melody and stuff to it. But it was still pretty good. It enjoyed. Enjoyed the Super Bowl, and uh, just I hope that everybody has had a great week. I know COVID is still a thing. We're, we're getting ready for Mardi Gras down here. So thank you guys. I know I'm, I'm not doing the best job I need to be doing for the podcast, but I'm doing the best job I need to be doing for me, myself, and my family. And I um, just want to thank everybody for continuing to support the podcast, Titanic. Is going to be putting out some audio this week, he told me. I know he's got surgery Tuesday, so he's going to do a before and after of surgery and things like that. And I'll get to you guys as soon as I can on wrestling updates. If, if you don't hear from me and you get podcasts like this, please don't get mad. I'm doing the best I can because college does come first. You know, My family and my future is the most important thing. And this podcast may not be around forever, and it may be. I mean, who can say? I may start, uh, like I said, doing the animal stuff and having – you know, having, you know, talks about my, my work and different things on here. It just depends. But I'm exhausted, so I have a little bit more studying to do. So I'm going to get off here, return to studying for my next quiz and reading up on some of my stuff that I have to write my next paper for on history and get ready to go in. So you guys have a great day. It's a beautiful day here in the great state of Louisiana. 
Hope it's a great day and a beautiful day wherever you are. Much love from Wrestling with the Locals, and y'all have a wonderful wrestling-filled week.